Hi, share with me spiritually. This week, I'd like to talk about being smart. I'm interested in this topic because I realized I have a change in mentality since university. I used to think that it's extremely important to be smart, but the longer I stayed in university, and now that I've graduated, I realized the less I cared about being smart. Well, the change in mentality—it's probably due to two factors: the change in the demand between two systems, and having people in different life stages. If you remember in high school. Everything is only about results, your academic results. This is where our self-esteem is built on. If you get great academic results, you will be loved by teachers and your peers. You will be admired. You will be valued. Whereas for those who are getting not quite good results, they might be looked down upon or thought that they are not that smart. Therefore, not that loved. And unfortunately, all the high school results are based on different subjects. For example, maths, languages, science. If you're not good at one of those, you're doomed. Therefore, until high school, that's the only definition of being smart in our world. And the longer I'm out of high school, out of this toxic education system. The more I discovered that there are different versions of being smart, intelligence. Therefore, I come up with my own theory, which is that there are four definitions of intelligence, of smartness. The first one is the traditional definition, book smart. You know, the one that would get you good grades and thought of you as a person who's smart. This is the quality that's most unchangeable because you hardly can change your IQ, right? But luckily, you can improve it bit by bit with hard work. For example, when you're in high school, you can make up for your lower IQ by studying a bit more, studying a bit longer, when your friends are watching TV. However, What university has showed me is that it's not that easy. Well, sometimes you can really make up by studying a bit more, but most of the time, you really cannot because you will just hit this ceiling that you can't overcome anymore. You just don't have it in you. I know that's quite a sad truth, but I think it's true. Sometimes, no matter how hard you study, you just can't get that concept, or you just can't do the same as your peers because you're not as intelligent, and then you're stuck. Obviously, at this point, you're not the worst. You're not the bottom quartile, but you're definitely not the upper quartile. So that's the problem of being obsessed with being book smart. Is that sometimes. You really can't be the book smartest. You can only be book smart to a certain extent. Not to mention the exhausting, defeating feeling when you know that you are not the most book smart. Needless to say, 
this is the definition of smart that everyone's taught to be obsessed with. Luckily, there are more definitions of being smart, and for the other ones, it could be less exhausting, and it could be less and boring. The second version of smart is also quite commonly known. It's street smart, which usually refers to people who are quick-witted,、um, sometimes might be humorous, and you know those people who can really solve the problems they encounter daily. I guess this type of people are really good for the workplace. They're well suited because they can solve different problems and could play the role of a problem solver in their workplace. I guess they are usually quite confident, or at least they present themselves to be. But unfortunately, again, this is a quality that usually people are born with. It personally, I don't think it can be trained over time. Well, sometimes you can learn by copying others, observing people, and through experience. But most of the time, I feel like it's also an inborn talent. Unlike book smart, street smart is, I guess, more useful in life because of the unpredictable nature of life. As you can never know what's gonna happen next, and you essentially can't predict all the problems in life. Being street smart will help you solve different problems you are going to face in the future. Next, emotionally smart. It's usually referred to as EQ. Usually, these people are quite mindful of their mental state. They are people that are capable of choose to be happy, and they can stay away from toxic people. They can maintain a good mood because they are very aware of the importance of their emotions. So they usually take good care of their mental state by doing different things. For example, going on a walk every day. Doing exercise, practicing mindfulness, talking to friends when they're sad, stuff like that, which makes them stress-free or calm. All in all, they are people who knows how to deal with their own emotions and knows how to take good care of themselves, so they can maintain a peaceful, calm, and positive mood all the time. And of course. In the face of any conflicts or negative emotions, they will know how to resolve it. Well, I guess compared to the first two, this quality it's probably not so obvious in whether it is an inborn quality, because I would say you can kind of learn and acquire this traits over time, and you can learn to manage your emotions. So. Perhaps this is not so much a natural thing, but of course, again, some people are just born with it, and they are naturally optimistic or emotionally aware. Anyway, there's this last category, life's smart. This is the one that is quite original because it's made by me. It is a relatively broad category because you know. Life covers a lot of topics: your finance, your career, or in general, just life planning. So, being life smart is more like 
being strategically smart about your life. Usually, this type of people, if you're treating life as an exam, they would excel in life. They're good at managing their life, organizing their life, knowing how to ace their life. In other words, they have their own goals, and they're very clear about it. They understand what life is about. They have their own interpretation, and they are going to live by it with purpose. At the same time, they usually are very educated about their finance, about making career choices. As they actively strive for what they want, they might not necessarily be those who are in a very reputable profession. It's not like being a doctor is life smart. Being a doctor can be life smart as long as he knows what he wants. But what I'm saying is, being an artist can be life smart because a person might know what he wants and he wants to live consciously. He wants to be brave about pursuing his passion, his dream job. That could be a way. Well, after you have listened to my four categorization, what do you think of yourself? Are you book smart? Are you life smart? Are you emotionally smart? Or are you the street smart one? Whatever your answer is, you would probably notice something. Not all four smart versions are covered at school. I don't think any teachers have taught their student how to be street smart or how to be life smart. Indeed, school usually only covers book smart and maybe emotionally smart sometimes, depending on the school curriculum. Of course, these two are very important qualities. For book smart, you will definitely need it to get a job and to get into university in the first place. Whereas for emotionally smart, it is extremely important because you know your mood, your emotions affect yourself daily. So you definitely want to work on it. I guess school and government realize that, so they incorporate some sort of EQ slash AQ education into the school curriculum for kids. But I wouldn't necessarily say that this type of education is very well developed. In contrast, street smart and life smart are definitely not covered at school, at least for those traditional schools. And I don't think teachers encourage their students to be street smart at all. If anything, some teachers might even look down upon street smart people as they see them as cunning or evil. You know, some traditional schools only ask their students to follow the rules, be obedient, and don't use any leeway. And they don't realize that sometimes life might not be so obvious in real life. People actually uses their connections to get something they want. It's not necessarily true that you have to follow the rules all the time. That's why so many book smart people are called nerds because they don't really know how it works in society. And again, school never taught us how to budget, how to do your taxes, how to make ends meet, how to choose your career, or what to do after you graduate. And no one never taught us how to navigate life. 
which makes adulthood so 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 frustrating for all of us. That's why people just generally feel stressed, feel lost, and university graduates often feel confused after they've graduated because they don't know how to get their life together. In the defense of schools, life is not really something that can be taught, and you have to experience life in order to learn about life. So they might think that schools can't really be blamed. But again, I would say that it's better for schools to teach young adults how to prepare for a life that's outside the education system. You know, it's the responsibilities of schools to educate young pillars of society. After all, being a bit more prepared is not a bad thing, especially when it's no good to focus on being book smart solely. At this point, if you are still a bit confused about the four definitions that I've just mentioned, or you're just slightly uncertain about how to apply these four definitions to a situation, well, I've got you covered. Let me give you a workplace setting where these four types of people can be found. Again, a disclaimer: these four types of people are not mutually exclusive. I'm just trying to show you what a typical person would be in this setting. First, the book smart one. He or she is usually the guy or the girl who lands a nice job because of his or her good grades, nice resume, or this nice transcript. Because usually there are people who have a really nice specialty. For example, people who are really good at coding. They are really good at languages. They know their science, as you anticipated. They might be the guy in IT who's doing the coding for big companies like Microsoft or Facebook, or they might be the lawyer in an international law firm, or they might be the doctor. And then the second type, the street smart people. They are the problem solvers. So they might be the boss. They are good at solving problems, handling people, managing people, and sometimes they need their quick-wittedness to navigate through situations, to make their colleagues happy, to make their clients happy, and of course, handling crises as well. And if this person is not a boss, they would be very, very valued by their boss because of their ability to. Handle situations and make everyone happy. And there is the third type, emotionally smart. Well, I can't think of a particular role in the corporate job for it, but these are people who are usually very aware of the importance of work-life balance. They are never stressed out in the workplace because they know how to maintain boundaries and to feel. Peaceful and at ease all the time. Since they know how to handle their emotions, they're seldom in conflict with others. They don't usually hold grudges against their colleagues or their boss, and they know how to take criticisms. And they have a very positive outlook of life. They know how to make themselves happy, at ease, and peaceful all the time. Lastly, the fourth type. The life smart person. 
There are people who are very well planned in their career options. They're very determined and driven about their goals. They're very organized about career progressions. They know what to do next, and they know what it takes to achieve their goals. Be it to climb to the top of the ladder, or to have a good life in general. Of course, they're also very aware of their income. They know how to spend their salary and save money. They don't necessarily follow their colleagues or their peers when it comes to、um, navigating their life because they know how to make plans for themselves. So it's not like being life smart is all about being at the top of the career ladder, but more about working towards a person's personal life goal. At this point, I guess you can tell being book smart and street smart are mostly an inborn talent, while three and four, which means emotionally smart and life smart, are qualities that can be trained and I would say can be enlightened. It's usually dependable on the environmental factor and personal effort. So, if you are really determined to be emotionally smart and life smart, you can do it. You just have to exert enough effort in enlightening yourself, and with the good environment, for example, with good books and instructions or life exposure, you can be emotionally and life smart. So, don't be too upset by the fact that you are not book smart or street smart. Three and four are quite important, if not extremely important, in life, because these are qualities that would help us go further and better in life. And the good news is that they are easily attainable in life, as long as we give enough effort and pay enough attention to them. It's a pity that societal culture taught us to ignore and understate. Life smart and emotionally smart ones, but overglorified and emphasized those who are book smart or quick-witted, because the first two are not that obvious in front of people. But you know, being book smart and quick-witted are usually very impressive and apparent. Of course, again, they are usually very rare. That's why they appear like a genius to people. However, being emotionally smart and life smart for me deserves a lot more credit because a lot of them comes from hard work and awareness. Hence, I no longer wish for or care too much about being book smart or street smart, but more importantly, I hope to focus on being emotionally smart and life smart, because after all, this is what within our capacity, right? As we're coming to the end of this episode, perhaps you can take the time to reflect and see whether you are smart in any of this definition. And next time, when you're assessing whether you or another person is smart, always remember there is more than one interpretation of smart. You might always use a more holistic approach towards being smart. And if you're not smart now, You can be in the future. I'll see you again very soon. Bye.